In the 1930s, when the first Cypriots came over, they already developed uh, organisations, some of them to help migrants find work, others to um, help them keep their language and their cultural traditions. And when the bulk of Cypriots came over in the late 50s and 60s, they found those and developed new ones as well. For example, this centre itself is one of the outcomes of some of those struggles and activities. Cypriots fought quite hard to get Haringey Council to actually build this and were quite successful in that. British-born Cypriots Aggie Zachariah and John Antoniou are old friends and meet up on a regular basis. <laughs> What's he doing? Is he having something to eat as well? This is typical Manana Cypriot style. Later, don't worry about the customers as long as he's, you know, he's eating. This is a drop-in centre. They can come any time. They can take advantage of the building in any way. We've got, for example, normal youth things like taekwondo. <laughs> Your limbs come off. You know. And then we've got cultural things. We've got the women's only um, dance class because they want to be on their own, fair enough. Then we have mixed traditional classes. Uh, then we have language classes. English as a second language for those who want to. Even language classes for older ones who may have missed out on uh, their writing part, literacy, great. And then we have Greek classes, Turkish classes. Then we have people who are of Cypriot origin who might want to brush up. And then you have people who are married, to example, or even professionals who are working with Cypriots who like to learn the languages. Nothing's really changed. There's no women in here. There's no young, actually, there's no one our age. It's, it's our parents and their parents' age. But here, they're not gambling with money. Looking around at people here, it's not something that I would do, and it's not something that my children would do, and perhaps in 20, 30, 40 years' time, these places won't exist anymore because there won't be, there won't be a call for it. Because um, our age, yeah, we, we go out, we, we're more classy now. We'll go to the sportsman, cat, or the sportsman uh, casino in London on a night out, but our wives will come with us and we'll all dress up. That's where we do our gambling now. To me, it's not, it's not for me, uh, you know, I don't miss it, I don't, I don't even think I should be in here. Maybe I'm going to get told off in a minute because I'm too young. <laughs> you should get out of here. <laughs> Greek Cypriots have made London home without losing their attachments to Cyprus. Λίγο πριν το μεσημέρι, μια προσφορά του La Crovette Restaurant and Greek Taverna που βρίσκεται στο Chayside Enfield. Καλωσορίσατε, καλή ακρόαση. London is a good place to be. And also, it's a place uh, to make noise, in other ways, to make a living and give your, uh, you know, uh, your children uh, a better education. LGR London Greek Radio, you are in London Greek Radio keeps its listeners in touch with each other and with events in Cyprus. Through music, news and competitions, a Greek Cypriot identity is kept alive for younger generations in London. Table for two! I remember when we were younger, all we used to hear in England was Demis Roussos and Nana Muscuri, and it was as if that was the only Greek music there was. Greek at that time, wasn't it? Oh. Oh, yeah, do you remember those Christmas specials? Nana Muscuri would come on and we had to watch it. We used to sit around the table and just to listen to the odd Greek word that she used to sing, because it was mainly English songs she was singing. 
with your Greek word. It was like, Mano Mu, oh, look, it's Greek, 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 Greek. Was it important to your parents? Yeah, yeah, it was because then, 15, 20, 25 years ago, a lot of the Cypriots had only been here for 10 years or so, 15 years, so it was nice to hear a bit of Greek.